This call is being recorded. Good morning. Michael. I overslept. I mean, I didn't oversleep. It's Sunday. It's my day off. I just didn't wake up as early as I usually do. Yeah. They sure do. Uh, hmm. It's Pokemon Day today. Pokemon Day? Yeah. Ever since I caught that... Ever since I got that Mew? Mm-hmm. I have not played. Oh. Gotta quit while you're ahead. <laughs> I mean, I will again, but uh, I've just been, like, playing other things. Yeah. I love that our show has, like, a continuity. <laughs> like, we've got running plot lines. Well, I mean... It's called life, I guess. Excuse me. Life has continuity. Bullshit. Mm. I thought time was cyclical. Nope. Straight line. So today... are watching a lot of Futurama. Yeah. This episode is 100% definitely the last episode we'll be recording before my child arrives. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What is, so are they going to induce? Is that what's going on? If he's not here by the 6th, yeah. Nice. Yeah. So that would be what? Next Sunday? Yes, sir. Holy shit. I got a, I got a feeling about today, though. Do you? you I feel like we might, have a, Cause we might have a kid by the today's end of the day. A, Today's a very special day for my family. Oh yeah. We have our my, we have my grandfather's memorial today. Oh. So I can tell you right now, if you call me and say, "Hey, Melissa just went into labor," there will not be a dry eye in the fucking house. <laughs> okay. Because that that would be that would be really great to hear today. Yeah. So I'm pulling for so, you, buddy. I'm pulling for you. Yeah. So so yeah, it's Pokemon Day, the 27th of February. It is Pokemon Day. It is what 1996 was the first was the original release in Japan. So let me do some math. It has been, it's 26 years, 26 years for Pokemon since the original release of red and green in Japan. And how, and how many Pokemon are we up to now? Uh, Too many, too damn many. Too damn many. Though for this, for Sword and Shield, they trimmed the Pokedex. They don't have, they don't have all of them. It was it certain shields Pokedex is sort of like a greatest of the books. Plus like the new ones they've added for for this generation. Well it's about fucking time. So they've got a big uh Pokemon presents event in about fifteen minutes actually. So I'll catch the highlights afterwards. 
I doubt they're going to make any like huge, huge announcements or anything. No, not not since they just released that new game. Yeah, and Diamond and Pearl came out right before that, so. I've been watching uh, some videos on that new game, though. Yeah, it's supposed to be very, very good. Like, very, uh, very good. From what I understand, there's even Pokemon that troll you. Yeah? Um, I was just watching a video, I want to say maybe... Of course they're leaving there. Fucking hang on a minute. Yeah. No, now my mom's texting me and... One second. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, no, apparently I was just watching a video. Uh, uh, Mr. Mime kept on getting, he was, this guy was trying to catch a shiny in this outbreak of fucking uh, Alakazams. Yeah. And, uh, this Mr. Mime kept walking up to him and putting a barrier in front of him. Yeah. He would. Fucking Mr. Mime. And, uh, the last line that dude said to him before he just started chucking rocks at him was like, yeah, well, fuck you. We all know you fuck Ash's mom. Mm. And I was crying laughing. I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah. I I was listening to some podcast, and they were ranking a bunch of Pokemon, and they had them broken down into, like, categories. And one of the categories was actually just a guy. And that category <laughs> included Mr. Mime, um, Matchop, uh, like Hitmonlee and Hitmonchan. Yep. Mr. Mime, actually just a guy. Like, they're basically people. Have you seen Detective Pikachu? Yes. The scene with Mr. Mime? They're trying to figure I out what he's saw, trying to tell them. I only ever saw it in theaters, so I'm not that ah. like current on what it happened. Was, in it Detective was a funny. Pikachu. It was a really good money, really good movie, Detective Pikachu. Like I was surprised how good that was. The we the herald of an of a of an apparent new generation of video game movies. Sonic was apparently very good, too. I've heard a lot of mixed reviews about Sonic. I still haven't seen it. I, neither have I. But from what I've heard, it's it's like a lot of fun, and it's not like abysmally horrible. Well, Which, good. Like, as far I mean, as video game movies go, that's a win. Um, I heard I heard the Uncharted movie was really good. So here's what I've heard about the Uncharted movie. Fun action adventure movie. 
Tom Holland is great purely because he's Tom Holland, not specifically because of what he does with the character of Nathan Drake. And uh, Mark Wahlberg, awful. Mark Wahlberg had no need to be in that movie either. No. No. Especially without a mustache. Yeah. Where does he get off? What what do you mean? What do you mean, Mr. Nathan? What do you mean, Mr. Drake? I can't I can't do a good friggin'. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm going to mute you for a second because i got to blow my nose. Okay. But yeah, I heard it. I heard it just, it's it's like, it's fine as like a summer action movie. Like it should have been held off in the summer. Probably would have made more money. But like it's fine. But um, well, it's nothing special. Any, the... Yeah, I mean, you're probably right. Yeah. I'll probably still watch it once I can can either rent it for cheap or stream it for free. I'll watch it. I feel like probably they'll, like, offer it as, like, a PlayStation Plus, like, giveaway once it's available on, like, digital. Ghost of Tsushima, I am excited for. Now, the thing that that got me excited for Uncharted is that it's it's not it's not Sony Pictures. It's PlayStation Studios made this movie. Okay, but I don't know how much involvement Naughty Dog had with the production of this movie. Whereas, like, they've got, they're doing a Ghost of Tsushima movie where the guy from the game plays the main character. Nice. And the people who wrote the game are in charge of the story. The difference between the guy in Ghost of Tsushima and Nathan Drake is that Nolan North actually looks nothing like Nathan Drake. He's just he's the yes. voice and the and the motion capture and apart from that, they've got nothing in common. Same with I think the rest of the cast of the game. This was before we were we were featuring people's likenesses except for Vin Diesel. Vin Diesel's been in video games forever. <laughs> Bruce Willis had had a video game on PS I want to say PS one. He he was the star of a video game that was not based on one of his movies. And and in that video game, Bruce Willis was just having a bad day. He was. Yep. Bruce Willis's bad day the game. Exclusively for Lacey. In continuing in continuing with the with the theme of all Bruce Willis things, it is just Bruce Willis having a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. I had a dream the other day. I, I had a dream that was basically a Die Hard movie. Now it what? wouldn't work. It wouldn't work now. It wouldn't work now. But if 
if we if we didn't get Die Hard with a Vengeance back in the back in the nineties and we were looking for a third Die Hard movie, this would be the Die Hard three. And it takes place in a shopping mall. Nice. Yeah. Like a big, huge shopping mall. Like I can't remember a lot of details of it, but I do remember it was it was it was basically so Kevin Smith wrote a sequel to Mallrats. Like back when he made Mallrats, he wrote a sequel to Mallrats, and it was called Mallrats 2 Die Hard in a Mall. Mm-hmm. So this was basically Die Hard in a Mall was this dream that I had. Excellent. Yeah. I mean, uh, I actually, <laughs> I was playing Magic in New Hampshire last Saturday. Yeah. And uh, the guy whose house we play at, his wife, uh, is a big Bruce Willis fan. And we were we were t- we started off by talking about Harry Potter because she saw my Hufflepuff sleeves on one of my decks. Yeah, and she was like, "Oh, well, we just we just saw a play that was all about how Hufflepuffs and it took play all about Hufflepuffs during the Harry Potter story." Mm-hmm. And like how how they were all just like, oh, that Harry kid's kind of a douche, huh? And it was really it was really funny. Some of the things that they were telling me about it was very very funny. Like an and I'm not sure how the conversation. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not sure how the conversation got to Bruce Willis. Um, but I I looked at her and I said, "Are you aware that every single Bruce Willis movie is just Bruce Willis having a bad day?" Mm. And she pauses, and she looks up, and she starts thinking, and she goes, oh, my God, I never noticed that. And she was like, but what about the sixth sense? I said, that's just Bruce Willis finding out he's dead. That's a real bad day. Yeah, that's the worst day. That is the, the worst aftermath of a bad day. <laughs> Spoiler alert for the sixth sense. Yeah. That's okay. one of those movies you can never watch it. You, you can't watch it again. Like, you watch it once, you get the twist. You watch it a second time to see all the all the clues to the twist. And then you're done with the sixth sense. You're never watching the sixth sense again, unless you, unless yep. someone's never seen the sixth sense, and they don't know the twist. And you're like, okay, you got to watch the sixth sense. Let's watch it. That's the only reason you would watch it a third time. That may be one of the most accurate statements I've ever heard. Yeah, that's probably why, like Shyamalan, that was his downfall. You know, <laughs> that's why his movies what, have changed now. Yeah, the fact that he that his movies have a twist, and like once once you've seen it, it's ruined. Like the village, I've never heard yeah. somebody say the I love the village. That's my favorite my favorite movie. No, everybody <laughs> saw the village once, and they were done with the village. Lady in the Water, and nobody talks about that movie. In fact, I don't know anything about it because nobody talks about it. Lady in the Water. I've never, I've never, I didn't even know he made another movie. It's uh, I mean, Paul Giamatti. I know he made other movies. Yeah, Paul Giamatti uh, plays like the groundskeeper at a hotel, and he encounters like a lady in the pool, like a like a ghost or something. I've never actually seen it. <laughs> but no, Shyamalan, he's made his big comeback. There was Unbreakable was really good with Bruce Willis having a really bad day. With Bruce Willis yet again <laughs> having a bad day. Yeah. 
And then um, what was it? Shattered with James McAvoy. And then they crossed them over together with Glass. Those were three really good movies. He's doing. Were those um, supposed to be like his versions of superhero movies too? Well, yeah, yeah. So what's his face? Uh, Bruce Willis can never remember a Bruce Willis Bruce Willis character's name because it's just Bruce Willis, apart from John McClane. <laughs> uh, and Corbin Dallas. Corbin Dallas, yes. But uh yeah, Bruce Willis is a is a superhero who's invulnerable to just about anything. Except uh water. Water is his is his weakness. Okay. So water is his kryptonite? <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> but uh yeah, Unbreakable I really love that movie. All the art in Unbreakable, like when you see like the sketches in the newspaper and stuff. That's all Alex Ross, who is a, a amazing comic book artist, one of my favorites. All of his stuff he does very photorealistic. Uh, <coughs> Interesting. Yeah. I actually just entered a contest to win a signed copy of Crisis on Infinite Earths number one with his like special variant cover. Art. You said it was signed? Yeah. Ooh, nice. Yeah. Like I've got the I've got the uh the trade paperback. I don't need I don't need the comic, but signed by Alex Ross, absolutely. He's one of my favorites. Alex Ross, Jim Lee, Frank Quitely. I love all those guys. They're all they're my, my top three. Frank Miller, uh, as an artist, is not one of my favorites. With the right anchor, his art looks really cool. But mostly I like Frank Miller's writing. No, like I get corner. it. <laughs> Have you ever heard of Bone? No. So Bone is this really cool comic. It started in like the early to mid-90s. It ran through the early 2000s. Um, But it's this like epic fantasy uh, adventure. It's like a saga that, um, that centers around these three brothers who are basically Disney cartoon characters. Okay. Basically, they're, they're, Effectively based on Mickey Mouse, uh, Scrooge McDuck, and Goofy. But they are thrust into this, like, over-the-top, like, epic fantasy story that's, like, very dark and violent. Um, But it's amazing comic book series. Ran for years. Uh, I've got, like, this thick volume of every single issue. Um... Netflix is finally doing a uh, TV series. And apparently the Jeff Smith, the guy who wrote this comic, he's been trying for years to like adapt it. Like he's one of those one of those rare creators who wants to adapt his work into another medium. And uh every time he he's working out a deal with somebody, they want to make all these changes and he's like, "You know what? This isn't going to work. I'll wait for the next guy." 
And now Netflix comes along and they, they're like, hey, just make this. Like, do what you want to do. So he has hired, he's in charge of the whole show, which is another rare thing for an adaptation like this. And he has hired a crew of, like, legends from, like, our childhood of animation. Like, people who who did the biggest stuff on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon and the Disney Channel when we were children. Okay. So this is going to be a hell of a show. It's all traditional 2D animation. Uh, looks like something for kids, but it's actually for us. I can't wait. It's in production right now. Has been since mm. 2019, apparently, but it got derailed by the got derailed by the pandemic. But Jeff Smith said that was actually a really good thing because it meant he could get like all the people he actually wanted for his team. Yeah. Yeah. Very excited for that. I mean, you don't have to be in a studio to animate, so. Yeah. I'm recording in the nursery today. How's my sound? I feel like we've got a lot of soft things in here. So it's probably sounds like fine a really to me. good place to record. Yeah, Sam, yeah, here, sounds fine she's, to me. she's sleeping out in the living room, and Melissa's sleeping in the bedroom, so I came into the nursery to not disturb anyone. Yeah. I saw Sam's uh the bears that she did and they look awesome. So fucking cute. Uh they need to be trimmed to fit their frames, but but yeah, they she did a, an amazing job. She's a great artist. We should pl- we should plug her Instagram then. I don't know her Instagram. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> Because she, her, all of, I see like a lot of her art on my, you know, my like timeline or whatever the hell they call it on Instagram. Yeah, I I know that she's got, she's got like her personal Instagram, which I definitely follow, but I don't know, I don't know her um, art Instagram. I wouldn't want to plug her personal Instagram. No. I think. And here we are. This is this is the rawness of the show. So she does have an she does have an Instagram for her art. There are she's got apparently eleven posts. So I'll ask her if she wants me to plug that before I actually go ahead and plug that. Fair. <laughs> but yeah, she's an amazing artist. She, she, you just say to her, hey, can we plug your Instagram? And she's like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah, I don't want to be associated with your piece of shit TV show. TV show, podcast. Someday we'll get a TV show. What would that show look like? I imagine like some bizarro oh. like Ed McMahon and Johnny Carson. <laughs> yeah, probably. All right. Well, Imagine Johnny Carson swears a lot. Well, this is going to be more of a classic episode. I'm going to be moving while we do this. See? Not exactly how long it's going 
I'm not exactly sure how long it's going to take me to get to my mom's right now. So, yeah. So I've been playing a little bit more of that uh, uh, Grand Theft Auto Definitive Edition, the GTA trilogy. Yeah. I'm, I've only played three. I played a little bit of Vice City. I dipped into Vice City just to like check it out, but mostly I've played three. I'm almost done with all the missions on the first island on the the, the Portland missions. So I've cleared okay. all of the Luigi missions and I've cleared all of the Tony missions and I'm up to just just on Salvatore now. And like honestly with with the amount that they've patched it since launch and it, it's it's a pretty fun it's a pretty fun remaster, man. It's a real they did they did a good job after the fact. So I guess don't give them too much credit. They did fuck it up like at launch. But for for uh, a discounted game, uh, absolutely worth it, I would say. And I think it's still it's still on sale on PlayStation anyway for forty dollars until I want to say the end of the week. I think it's on sale on PlayStation to the fifth, which is uh, this this episode will be up at the end of April, so that's useless to anybody who's listening. <laughs> mm. But you could always, Dude, always you? check. I don't know if it's on sale because of Rockstar or on sale because of Sony. So you, you could check out your uh, your Xbox and see if it's on sale there. So okay. for you, not for the listener. <laughs> um, did I speaking of video games that were fucked? Yeah, that were just. I don't want to say that this game was bad, but I want to say that the animation was atrocious. Okay. And I want to say that the gameplay really wasn't up to snuff. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, there was a game made called Rise of the Argonauts. I remember that game. Um, I never played it, but I remember I would, the name. I would str- I would strongly advise that like if Jason? you play a game... Jason huh? and the Argonauts? Like, is it Jason and the Argonauts? Uh, the Greek myth about the Argonauts. I don't yeah, know so, where yeah, it Jason. actually originated. Jason and the but uh, if you play video games simply for an incredible story, yeah, this is the game for you. Okay. But if you play video games because they look good mm. and they play well, <laughs> this is not the game for you. So here's the deal with me and video games. A good story will get you a hell of a lot from me. And but that's like, what it that's what your got me to play gameplay. Game. Your gameplay also needs to be like I don't say, I'm not going to say if you've got a good story it doesn't need to be perfect. Your gameplay, but it needs to be functional. The, the like I will deal with some janky control. I will deal with a little bit of jank. Yeah, it's functional, barely, yeah. but it's functional. Okay. Um, the story is awesome. Yeah. The story is very, very, very good. When Just, did this game come out? I don't. It's it's an ex. It was I think on three sixty. Three sixty. So I would. I'm pretty sure this game came out like in during the Assassin's Creed boom. Is it sort of like I an Assassin's so. Creed clone? Um, like somewhere I, between be Assassin's Creed and Prince of Persia. 
I don't entirely remember, but I'm going to say yes. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that it came out to like capitalize on the Assassin's Creed booms. Yeah, it, but it it really looks like they spent a ton of money on story and they spent a ton of money on voice actors and then said, eh, whatever, we'll put it out." Oh, so it's actually got good voice acting. That's another plus. Yes. Especially for games of that era. That's that's impressive. When I tell you it's very hard to take the game seriously, I mm. mean that. Okay. But if you it, it the story, the whole reason I even finished the game was because the story was so good. Okay. Cool. So I figured while we were on the topic of video games that kind of suck but are really fun. Right, so what was that game? What was that game? Uh, when you were like staying at my house, basically, and you were you had that game that was like Too Norse human. mythology but sci-fi. Yeah. Too human. <laughs> Too human. That game and was I, awesome. And I never, I never held the controller in my hands and played that game, but watching that game be played, I could tell that it was, like, the most frustrating experience. But, like, the story was so well, bizarre and fascinating. The story was so, so, so good. So the company and... that made that game, they got sued. They got their pants sued off, and that game was, was pulled from shelves do you still have a physical copy? Because I'm pretty sure it's worth a lot of money. No, I do not have a physical copy. Ah. But... So, like, they they were forced to, like, the, destroy it. The most annoying part of that game, the most mm. annoying part, was that whenever you died, yeah. uh, a Valkyrie would come down from Valhalla to pick you I up remember. and bring you to Valhalla. And you could not skip and it. You, you, <laughs> you could not skip, skip the animation. You couldn't skip it. And the animation was a solid two minutes long. Yeah. And yeah. when I tell you that when I just wanted to get back to playing the game, I would scream at that Valkyrie. Dude. Yeah. I'd be like, bitch, I don't want to go. Just put me back in a fucking game. <laughs> So with GTA 3, it, when you fail a mission, it gives you the option to go back to the last checkpoint, which sounds real awesome, except that the game doesn't, like the missions, no missions in Grand Theft Auto 3 are really long enough to have checkpoints. So all it does is bring you back to the beginning of the mission. Yeah. And you can skip the cinematic of like the two characters talking to each other at the beginning of the mission. You can skip that. But not any other cinematics during the mission. So there's this one mission that I'm on right now where you got to go... You remember the mission? you got to blow up the ship in the harbor because they're making drugs. Yes. So you have to stand on the roof across from the ship and shoot people with your sniper rifle while 8-Ball gets on the ship to like rig it to explode. And I keep failing that mission because yeah, I suck you know with a sniper rifle. You know what? I 100% remember this. Yeah. So I keep failing I this mission. I 100% remember this mission. Yep. And it brings me back to 8-Ball, like picking up 8-Ball for the mission. And he, I can skip the cinematic where he gives you the sniper rifle and everything. 
And I still have to get in the car and drive all the way over to the harbor. And when you get to the harbor, there's another cinematic where it shows you all the people on the boat, like slowly pans across the boat and shows you where everybody is. You cannot skip that one. I'd say the checkpoint should be one checkpoint right at the beginning of the mission, one checkpoint when you get into position with the sniper rifle. That should be a second checkpoint, but there isn't a second checkpoint. Terrible. Yeah, it's just very annoying. Like, it's cool that I don't have to, like, go from here and run all the way back to the mission start location. That's that's a cool little modern detail. That's good. I like the retry option. But, like, there's just a few more little details you should have put in there. It's just, I'm blown away constantly by how short all these missions are. Like, I don't remember it being, I don't remember them being such short missions. Probably because we're used to playing these epic video games now. Yeah, like like Grand Theft Auto Five, where you've got one mission that that's got like six different parts to set up a heist and then move into the heist, and yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, we'll talk about epic video games for a minute. I just played Mass Effect. It took me three months to finish everything. Yeah. The Witcher 3, I played for six months. It was, the, like, the only game I touched for six months. No, fucking, let's talk about Skyrim, then. The Skyrim, I'm, like, Skyrim, I still find things I've never done before. There are, there yeah, are entire, like, side stories I've never touched. The Bard's College I've never done, and fucking... The Stormcloaks. I've never done their missions because I hate them. They're assholes. It's like the problem with choosing a side in the Civil War and Skyrim is that both sides suck. But, like, both sides suck, but at least the leader of the Imperial Legion is not an asshole. Mm. But Ulfric Stormcloak is a racist. He's a racist. But... Games like that take years to complete. Yeah. Skyrim specifically cannot be completed. There's a radiant quest system, so you never run out of things to do in Skyrim. There's always stuff. There are always new missions you haven't done yet. (laughs) Generated by the AI. Yeah. I don't know. I just never got into truly like these truly open world kinds of games, I never really got into them. Yeah. I like a game that I can play just forever. Especially if I'm going to play, if I'm going to pay full price for a game, I want it to really be worthwhile. And like Skyrim is one of those games, you either need the most amazing story or the most amazing game world for me. Skyrim's story is so-so. It's, like, fine. They've got some pretty shitty voice acting and stuff. It's not the greatest, like, experience, but, like, its its world is amazing. 
And then on the other side of it, you've got, like, The Witcher, which does have an amazing world, but it's got an even better story. Hence why Netflix picked it up and made a really good show out of it. Yeah. And they picked really good actors to play all kinds of good people in that friggin' oh, thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Henry Cavill, King of the Nerds. Yep. Somebody asked him uh, if he's going to play Superman again, and he said the cape's always in the closet. What a good so answer. Yeah, he's telling Warner Brothers, like, what if a- they got the money, if they got the money, I'll come back, but... I deserve more money. What a great answer to any kind of question. The cape is in the closet. Yeah. But he he wants to be Superman. Yeah, because he was easily one of the best. He was easily the best Superman ever. Like, Christopher Reeve is always going to have a special place in my heart. But, like, Henry Cavill was so perfect. Like, if I had never seen him play Superman... And then I saw Henry Cavill just in the world. I'd be like, that guy should be Superman. Like, that's Superman right. I'm looking at. <laughs> he's he's built like the Clark Kent you picture in your mind. Yeah. Looks just a little awkward in a suit because he's so big. Yeah. He's so perfect. He's so perfect. Henry Cavill should just change his name to Clark Kent. Mm-hmm. Your move now, Warner Brothers. So, uh, what's it? Uh, Picard starts on Thursday. Yeah. The third. Going to have to re-up my subscription to Paramount Plus. And, um... Batman's out on Friday. The Batman. That's gonna be on. That's gonna be on HBO, right? Uh, so new movies from Warner Brothers will be on HBO Max 45 days after they release in theater. Mm, Which is an arbitrary number, but still. I. It depends on the way this coming week goes. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Holy shit, Michael. You're going to have a baby. Yeah, by by at least the end of the day on the 7th. No shit. Yeah. It's, it's really coming. It's really happening. Yeah, the nerves getting you now? Uh, you know, I thought they would. I thought they would, but not really. Like, here's the deal is, like, I'm nervous because hospitals confuse me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, that's the only... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there's your daily dose of comedy, folks. There it is right there. Mike Leary, not nervous he's having a baby, nervous because the hospitals confuse him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. I needed that. That was fucking great. 
Oh man! Oh, I had something. I had something. Wait, there was a, there was something in my brain. Uh, there is a movie in production right now. It is called Eighty for Brady. It stars. Hold on, let me see if I can remember. It has uh, Lily Tomlin. Uh, Jane Fonda, mm-hmm. Rita Moreno, and Sally Field. And they play lifelong friends who are taking a road trip to Super Bowl 51 so that they can see Tom Brady, who is played by himself and also a producer on the film. Oh, no. It's a road trip comedy about a bunch of old ladies who are just obsessed with Tom Brady. And they're like, these are like some of the most famous old ladies alive. <laughs> yep. You know, if Betty were still around, That's... she would have been in it too. Oh, yeah, of course. She would have been like one of their mothers. Because they're all in their 70s. Betty White, Betty White would have been one of their mothers. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, that's going to, uh, it's either going to be really, really good or really, really bad. One of the two. And even but if I'm it's bad, it's it. probably going to be good. Yeah, even if it's bad, it's not going to be like, ugh, what a disaster that was. It's going to be like, oh my goodness, this is bad, but this I is think, so good. I think Tom Brady wants to be in movies now. <laughs> Which we'll see if he can get some... He does, like, little parts where he plays himself, and eventually he'll, like, learn to act. I was going to say, I feel like if they, if if he were to, like, seriously do it and get, like, an acting coach and get, like... I mean, Tom Brady never does anything half-assed. No. No, he puts his soul so, like, into I, it. I feel like if he were to get an acting coach and someone were to, like, really teach him how to act... Yeah. I feel like he would be a phenomenal actor. Mhm. I mean, let let me put it to you this way. If he puts half of the effort that he put into winning seven Super Bowls into an acting into career. being an actor? Yeah. Like come on. Mhm. But you know he's going to give it the same effort that he did when he won Super Bowls because he's going to want to win Oscar. Yeah. He's going to say, no, it doesn't count if I don't win an Oscar. That's the mentality that that man has. Mm-hmm. All or nothing, baby. That's going to be great, actually. I'm I'm very much so looking forward to that now. Yeah, that's exciting. I think it's going to be funny. But yeah, Tom Brady is a producer on it. Well, yeah, I mean, what do you expect? Yeah. I mean, I'm sure he's financing part of the movie, too, so... Mm-hmm. 
Well, I do think this is where we're going to have to sign off because I'm turning on to my parents' street right now. All right. Uh, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, uh, Twitter, and Facebook, and email us for our 50th episode. Anything you want, just email us. Yep. Um, if we cut it right now, I can I can upload it this month. Otherwise, i got to wait till next month. So I love you, fatty. Keeping the fat at gmail.com. That's our email address. Email us. Um, I love and, you, uh, Michael. Good luck. I'm. Yes. I will have you in my thoughts all day today. And I want to know as soon as anything happens. Oh, you will. All right, sir. Good. All right, Michael. Good luck. Love you. Have a good day. Bye.